take our Bibles tonight. Hope you have your Bible. Look together in Psalm, and we're going to be in Psalm 25, and read a few verses before we begin. At the end of the service this evening, we'll have a few announcements, just some reminders of things that uh, be relevant. And uh, as you can see, we are uh, live streaming these services. I've had a number of people ask me um, over the course of recent weeks if we're going to continue to live stream or have our services available on the internet for the benefit of those who cannot get here or people in other places and and uh, we're working on that, but right now this is sort of another makeshift. It's not going to be a permanent fixture, this white table, and, uh, but we'll talk about that later. Psalm 25, if you're able to stand, let's stand together for the reading of the scripture, and we'll begin in verse 1. Psalm, good to have guests with us tonight as well. Thank you for being here. Psalm 25 and verse 1, a psalm of David, unto thee... O Lord, do I lift up my soul. O my God, I trust in thee. Let me not be ashamed. Let not mine enemies triumph over me. Yea, let, not, let none that wait on thee be ashamed. Let them be ashamed which transgress without cause. And then verse 4 Show me thy ways, O Lord. Teach me thy paths. Let's say that uh, together if we could. Verse 4, ready? Show me thy ways, O Lord. Teach me thy paths. That'll be the focus of our message tonight. I want us to read it together once more, but this time don't just read it, but make it a prayer, because it was a prayer of David, a request from David to the Lord that God would reveal things to him. And so let's say it even as a prayer from our lips to the Lord. Ready? Show me thy ways, O Lord. Teach me thy paths. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. And as we open the Bible tonight, Lord, we want to do so with hearts that are open, receptive, wanting to learn, wanting to grow. And Father, we thank you that it's through adapting and adopting your word to our lives, into our hearts, that we grow in grace. And so we pray that tonight, Lord, you would help us to be attentive to what you have for us and be responsive in our heart, Lord, to you. As we heard in the song previously, Lord, we want to be closer to you. We want to walk in your ways. And we, we want you to show us your ways, and we ask you to speak to us about that tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Uh, this is probably not true of everyone here, but I know it's true of some of us. Um, we are more apt to ask for directions when we sense that we don't know the way. And uh, sometimes it's harder for some of us than others. I usually am ready to ask directions at the moment that I realize that maybe I don't know my wife, not so much so. She will drive us around in circles for days looking. No, really, that's kind of the opposite of the way it is. But when we're unsure of the next step, when we're unsure of the next 
direction. And all of us have been there. In our personal lives, maybe a big financial decision. I'm thinking about even uh, this unusual time we've been going through uh, during this uh, uh, health care problem, health issue. Um, David gives us a lesson here, a practical lesson, I believe, on seeking God's help. Seeking God's direction. That's exactly what he's doing in verse 4. And so from this, I want to just, I want to give you a few thoughts that we can kind of wrap this lesson around. The first one is this. God's ways are distinctive. By, By distinctive, I mean God's ways are different than our ways. David didn't say, God, I know what I want to do and I'm determined to do it. No, he said, show me what you want me to do. God's ways are distinctive. He wanted to know, look in the verse, text verse, verse 4. Show me thy ways, O Lord. Teach me thy paths. Show me your ways. Teach me your paths. Show me your paths. He needed needed to know what God wanted him to do, and he needed for God to show him his ways. So what does that tell me? (coughs) Pardon me. It tells me that there is a difference between David's ways and God's ways. David knew his ways, But he wanted to know God's ways. Does that make sense to you? So there's a difference in our ways and God's ways. God's ways are distinctive. By the word, wait, the word way or ways, we see here, show me thy ways in verse 4. Those words in the Bible are very interesting to me, very descriptive, because they're not just talking about just a manner, but they're actually talking about a path, a course of life. Look in verse 4, it says, Show me thy ways, O Lord. Teach me thy paths. The word word way and path, I think those are used interchangeably. It's like, show me the way you want to go. Show me the direction you want to go. And the the way that God would have us live our lives, the paths that God would have us to travel are not the natural way, the natural path that we would be inclined to go. Would you agree with that? God's ways are different than our ways. They're distinct, distinctive. So he cried out, show me thy ways. Let me read you a verse from Isaiah 55. Isaiah is recording what God says about this subject. For my thoughts, God says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, as the the heavens, the heavenlies, the planetary system, the sun, the moon, the stars, as the heavens are higher than the earth, God says, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts than your thoughts. The point is, God's ways are distinctive. God's ways are different than our ways. If a man were to go through life only doing what he thinks is right, he's going to miss God's ways. Because God's ways are distinctive and different. The wise writer of Proverbs records this familiar passage in two places with only a slight alteration. He says, there is a way... There is a path that seemeth right unto a man. But the end thereof, the end of that journey, the end of that path, 
are the ways of death. Hold your finger here in Psalms, if you would, please, and turn to the right, to the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 21. Proverbs 21, in just a single verse that speaks very clearly to this subject. Psalm 21, I mean, excuse me, Proverbs 21. I don't know what book to pick up. I don't know what book of the Bible to have, but thank God we're here. (laughs) Proverbs 21 and verse 2. Every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord pondereth the hearts. Every, everything you think that is a good thing for you, you naturally think that it's right in your eyes. Doesn't that kind of sound what he said in the other two places in Proverbs, the way that seemeth right unto a man? And, but notice this is, but the Lord pondereth the hearts. I think that's an important uh, point to consider because in our in our self-will, in our ways, we know what we want to do. We know it's natural. This is, the, this is the way I think we ought to raise our children. This is the way I think I ought to manage my money. This is the way I think, I ought to, you know, we all think this way. But God says, God ponders the heart. And really, the issue, the issue really for us to get God's ways has to begin in our heart. We have to want God's will in our heart. We'll get to that in just a moment. So I would just like to think about, I'm back in Proverbs 25, I'd just like to think about this matter of God's ways being distinctive. It would be wise for us tonight, all of us, all of us who are able to understand this concept, that there is a distinction between our ways and God's ways. I think young people, many young people could sit here tonight and, and understand what I'm about to say. I know as an adult, looking back on my youth, I can say this with certainty. The way that I showed respect or lack of respect to my mother was my way, but it wasn't God's way. And, what God, and our way is not what we need. What we need is God's way. We want God's way. We need his way in our homes. We need his way in our uh, stewardship and our finances. We need his way in our marriages. We need his way in the stewardship of our time, in the way we use our time. God's ways are distinct from our ways. We see that in Psalm 25. Show me thy ways in verse for, O oh Lord, teach me thy path. So God's ways are distinctive. The second thing I want us to think about for a moment tonight is this. God's ways are not only distinctive, but they're to be desired. The psalmist David prayed, show me. So you could sit here tonight and hear this sermon and acknowledge that your ways are not the same as God's ways, but you don't necessarily want God's ways. And that could be true of any of us at some stage in our life. So God's ways are distinctive, but they are so to be desired. We need to want God's ways. Wouldn't it be a wonderful thing if a young person was sitting here tonight and thinking about this subject and and, and really analyzing it, being willing to be 
uh, transparent in their own mind and say, you know, it's very true. I know there are things that I do in a routine way. I do these things, and they're the things that I think are right and the things I want to be right, but I know they're not God's ways. Wouldn't it be wonderful if somebody said, you know, I want to I seek God's ways. I want to desire God's ways. That was David's desire. Look what he says there. Show me, God, show me thy ways. Show me your ways. He wasn't content with his way. This passage, there's a lot in this text, in this uh, psalm. I'm not going to read the whole psalm, but he refers to this subject numerous times. Let's look at a few of them. Look in verse 5. Still it's a prayer of of David to God. Lead me in thy truth and teach me. God, show me the truth. Show me your truth and teach me. Look down in verse 9. The meek, the meek are those that are humble, those that are not uh, stubborn or self-willed. The meek are submissive to God. The meek will he teach in judgment, and the meek will he show his way. God will show his way to the meek. Look in verse 12, if you would. What man is he that feareth the Lord? Him shall he teach in the way that he shall choose. All these verses point to the same thing. He was seeking God's way. He wanted God's way. And he knew he knew that God's way was different than his way. And he knew that if he would fear God, if he would reverence God and respect God, that God would lead him, God would show him. And if he would be meek and humble and submissive, God would teach him God's ways are to be desired. David wanted God's ways. We don't know everything there is to know about David, but we remember this. That after Saul and his impulsive response to God's will and his fear in acting in an area that he should not have and offering sacrifices that Samuel was to offer, we talked about this in a recent message, But this is what Samuel said after Saul the king had disobeyed God. He says, God's looking for a man after his own heart. I don't know what all that means, a man after his own heart, but something tells me this might be part of it. He's looking for a man who will seek for his ways, seek for God's ways. We have our Bible open here in Psalm 25, and please hold your place there in Psalm 25, but go to the left a little bit in the Psalms, and let's look at a a few other Psalms where David expresses this desire. Psalm 5, for instance. You'll notice it's another Psalm of David. Psalm 5 in verse 8. Lead me, O Lord, in thy righteousness because of mine enemies. And I love this verse. It's a good prayer to pray. Make thy way straight before my face. I prayed that prayer many, many times. Lord, make your way straight. Make it plain. Make your way clear for me. And I just believe for every person here that is a child of God, that we, if we would have the the wisdom to recognize that God's ways are distinctive and we would have the desire to know his ways and God would hear us pray that God would do that. Make thy way straight 
before my face. Uh, turn to the right from that passage and go past the 25th to the 27th Psalm. Psalm 27. Notice Psalm 27 is also a Psalm of David. In verse 11, we find these words. David is praying, seeking the Lord. Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path. Make it clear to me. Show me. God's ways are to be desired. Show me what you want me to do. One other place. Go to the right further to Psalm 86. Psalm 86. Notice again at the title of Psalm 86, it's a prayer of David. And look in verse 11. Teach me thy way, O Lord. I will walk in thy truth. Unite my heart to fear thy name. But again, it's a request. He desired it. Teach me thy way. Can you see a pattern here for, for David? A pattern of wanting God's way. Wanting to seek his way. Asking for his direction. You know, sometimes we make this mistake. We've probably all made it. And, and that we'll make a decision and we'll ask God how to get out of it. We'll ask God how to fix it. We'll ask God how to help us. But maybe we ought to be asking God on the front end of that decision. Lord, what is your will? What do you want me to do? How would you have me to respond to this? Show me your ways. It's a pattern we see throughout the Bible. I'm going to show you a couple more examples. And we'll finish up in the Psalms a little while. But uh, go, to the, go to the prophet Jeremiah, if you would please. In Jeremiah chapter 6. Jeremiah chapter 6. Jeremiah is speaking words of judgment toward people that had, and, and primarily false prophets at this point who had given God's people bad counsel, bad advice. Uh, verse 14 says, They have healed also the herd of the daughter of my people slightly, saying, Peace, peace, when there is no peace. We're in Jeremiah chapter 6 and verse of 15, but skip down to verse 16. Jeremiah 6, 6. Thus saith the Lord, Stand ye in the ways and see, and ask for the old paths. Where is the good way? And walk therein. And you shall find rest for your souls. Here again we find Jeremiah giving counsel from the Lord. Ask for God's way. Lord, show us your way. What would keep a person, especially a person who professes to know Christ, what would keep a person from not wanting God's way? Have you already thought of something that might keep a person from not wanting God's way? One thing I would suggest would be stubbornness or perhaps pride. I want my way. I'm not interested in God's way. Look in this verse, verse 16. Just saith the Lord, Stand ye in the ways and see, and ask for the old paths. Where is the good way? And walk therein, and you shall find rest for your souls. But they said, We will not walk therein. We don't want those old paths. We don't want your way. That's a bad place to be, isn't it? I've been there. 
For me, it was before I got saved, but I was there. I wasn't interested in God's will. I wasn't interested in submission to God, surrender to God, obedience to God. That's, that's so such an uh, indication of pride and stubbornness. And I want to say to you tonight, and I, maybe this doesn't fit anybody in this room, but if you're sitting here tonight and you're thinking, you know, I know that my ways are different from God's ways and God's ways are probably better than my ways, but I just, I'm not going to, I don't desire God's ways. Can you see how serious a condition that is in a person's heart to say, I don't want that? That's exactly what these people said. We're not going to walk it. We don't want that old path. We don't want that direction for our life. Godly leaders, I'm thinking about David, and I'm thinking about Jeremiah, and I'm thinking about us. Godly leaders recognize the need for God's ways. It was true of David. It's true of Jeremiah. It was true of Moses. I was reading this passage about Moses, and let's go to Exodus chapter 33. I was reading this passage this week. Actually, I think it was one of our devotions for this week on our straight paths devotions but Exodus chapter 33 and I'm just going to go right to the verse that deals with it and I'll tell you a little bit of background after we get there but I want to read this verse first this is Moses the man of God what a man what a leader in verse 13 Exodus 33 13 he's praying hear Moses as he prays now therefore I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, show me now thy way, that I may know thee, that I may find grace in thy sight, and consider that this nation is thy people. It's a lot in that verse, a lot packed into that one little verse. But notice the prayer, show me now thy way. You know, everybody needs direction. Moses was a, a leader of leaders. What a leader he was. But you know one of the things that made him such an effective leader? He, he wanted God's ways. He wasn't just doing his own thing. He wanted God's ways. It is the responsibility of leaders. And I'm not just talking about pastors or prophets as we read here, leaders. I'm not just, I'm talking about, about us, Christians, parents. The responsibility of leaders is to lead in God's way. Our children don't need a father or mother that are doing their own thing. They need a mom or dad that are praying and saying, God, I want your way. Show us your way. When Moses didn't know what to do, he sought God. He needed God's leadership. He was a leader, but he needed God's leadership. He needed God's direction. He sought God. In the chapter previous to this, in uh, Exodus chapter 32, we're not going to look there. But Moses was up on the mount seeking after God. And God was giving him the Ten Commandments. What a holy moment. Think about this. The man of God is up on the mountain with God. And God is giving him these holy commandments. And down below, what are the people doing? They're building this calf. A golden calf to worship, to turn away from God. Moses wasn't with them, but there was another leader with them. Aaron was his name. 
And Aaron, instead of, instead of leading them and saying, this is not God's way, he was complicit with them. He went along with them. He listened and went along with the ungodly wishes of the people that he was to be leading. What a terrible moment in Israeli history. Mo, what did Moses do when he came down? He prayed for them. He interceded for them. It's a great story. But he also destroyed their idol. He destroyed it. And he begged God. Here we find him in this passage in his Exodus 33, begging God, show me your way. Look at the language in that verse 13. To me, it's so powerful. I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, show me now thy way. Lord, show me how to respond to this. Show me how to go forward in this situation. He needed to know God's ways. Sometimes you may think, well, you know, I just really find myself a lot of times when I don't know what to do. I'm, a, I'm sure other people don't have this situation. We all have this situation. You know, if you have any responsibility at all, if you have a family, if you have children, if you have responsibility at work, we need God's ways. And you know what? God wants us to ask Him for direction. God wants us to ask Him for His ways, for His ways for our life, and for His ways for those that we're responsible to lead. I wonder how many, and I, you know, it's really a rhetorical question, but how many of God's children earnestly seek His ways on a regular basis? It could even be some, some area that we struggle in, some, some chronic area of temptation we fail in, or maybe an attitude that we have with people that we love, or whatever it may be. We ought to be saying, God, show me your ways, not just pressing on in our own ways. You know, I'm thinking of something that to me is very apparent in our culture, even among God's people, and that is this. There's so many sources of information that people will latch on to, and they'll accept as truth. Are they ex because their friends do it? You know, because, because some respected leader does it? I'm going to do this because this is okay because they're doing that. No, I tell you, we ought to seek God for His ways. Lord, we want to know your ways. Show us your ways. You know, in this crisis we've been in, and, and, and I know there's a, I think there's a lot of mistakes being made, as usually there are. We're in a cultural upheaval. But you know what? The best thing we can do, we ought to be asking God for his ways. Not just looking to this person or this way, this trend or this opinion, but looking to God. Lord, you, you're the, I'm telling you, God is the only real source of truth. God, what do you have to say about this? What are your ways? As parents, we ought to be asking God for his ways. For our children, God, show me your ways. Show us how to lead our children. Show us, show us how we can lead our children the right way. Help our children respect God's ways and as if I say a word to husbands and fathers especially we ought to we ought to make it a habit to look to God for direction God what do you want us to do you want to see a prime example of a man who was supposed to be a leader who failed look at Aaron he let he let what everybody else wanted 
He let that direct what they're going to do. They're going to turn away from God. They're turning away from God. They're turning away from the leader. They're considering going back to Egypt. They're going to, they're going to um, worship this idol up. Make, we're going to make gods. He should have stood up and said, not on my watch we're not going to. It's a lesson for leaders. It's a lesson for dads, for fathers. We're going we're to go God's way. We, we need some spiritual backbone. We're going to lead our family in the right direction. I'll tell you, it's not always easy, is it, to know what's the right way to go, what's the right thing to do. But we can look to God. We can desire His wisdom. So the first thing we see in this passage is God's ways are distinctive. They're different. The second thing we see is God's ways are to be desired. We're to seek for them. But the last thing I want to mention is that God's ways can be discovered. God will show us His way. It's not always apparent. It's not always immediately evident. I love some of the Psalms. One of them that says, Thy way is in the sanctuary. I love that. And the sanctuary is the house of God. God's way. The closer, like we're hearing tonight, the closer we get to God, the closer we're going to see His ways. Another place the psalmist said, Thy way is in the sea. It's like it's not always a clearly marked path, but we can seek His way. We can ask Him to show us. God's not left us. And here is the good news. God has not left us to our own ways or to follow the ways of the world or the ways of the flesh. We have to learn His ways. And there are two things I want to mention about that. The first one is we've already seen this text. We're to seek His way in prayer. David demonstrated that. We're going to seek His way. God, what do you want? What would you have us to do? Show us. Show me thy ways, O Lord. But the second thing, and it's not in this text that I want to look at, is I don't look at a series of passages in Deuteronomy and just read them. But God's ways are discovered in His Word. This is the greatest way to find His ways right here. It's in His Word. Let's go to the book of Deuteronomy and we'll end there. But let's begin in Deuteronomy chapter 8. And I just want to notice the connection that we see in several places between God's commands and His ways. I think it's very interesting to look at. Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse 6. Therefore thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God, obey His word, to walk in His ways and to fear Him. You see the connection between God's commandments and His ways? If we keep His commandments, we follow His commandments, we'll walk in His Ways. Look in Deuteronomy chapter 10, and there's many of these. Deuteronomy chapter 10 and verse 12 says, And now Israel, what doth the Lord thy God require of thee? But to fear the Lord thy God, to walk in all his ways, and to love him, and to serve the Lord with all thy heart and with all thy soul. Verse 13, to keep the commandments of the Lord. Walking his ways in verse 12 and keeping his commandments in verse 13. Look in chapter 11, if you would. Chapter 11 of Deuteronomy, verse 22. 
For if you shall diligently keep all these commandments which I command you, to do them, to love the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways. One thing we can know for certain, not only from this passage, but from many other passages in our testimony of Scripture in our life is this. God's ways will never be in conflict with his word. God's word reveals his ways. God's word reveals how he wants us to live, the attitudes he wants us to have. The steps of obedience he wants. God's word speaks. We need to, we need to, yes, we need to ask God for his ways and we need to read his word that he can show us his ways. Look in Deuteronomy chapter 19. Deuteronomy 19 and verse 9. If thou shalt keep all these commandments to do them, keep these commandments, obey the word of God, which I command thee this day, to love the Lord thy God and to walk ever in his ways. You know, if a person says that they're interested in God's ways, but they're not interested in God's word, I think they're going to have an issue. Because God's word is really synonymous with his ways. Look in Deuteronomy 26 and verse 17. Thou hast avouched the Lord this day, to be thy God and to walk in his ways and to keep his commandments or his statutes and his commandments and his judgments. Notice again, walking in his ways and keeping his commandments. Look to, look to the next chapter over, Deuteronomy chapter, two chapters over, Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 9. The Lord shall establish thee a holy people unto himself as he hath sworn unto thee if thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God and walk in his ways. Yes, we want it. Lord, show us your way. Show me how I'm to respond. Show me what the path I should take. And we can find those paths and those ways and those directives in the scripture. Look at one last place in Deuteronomy chapter 30. Verse 15, See, I have set before thee this day, life and good and death and evil, we're in Deuteronomy 30 and verse 16, in that I command thee this day to love the Lord thy God, to walk in his ways and to keep his commandments. Walk in his ways and keep his commandments. God's ways are revealed in his word. You might say, well, God never really speaks directly to me from the scripture about certain things. But he may not speak directly to a particular issue, but the principles of God shed light on God's ways. The entrance of thy word, the psalmist said, the entrance of thy word giveth light. The word of God sheds light on God's ways. So I think the first thing tonight is to recognize that God's ways are distinctive. They're different from our ways. The way we respond to people, the way we react to things. God's ways are different. You know, when you look at Jesus, when I look at Jesus, a lot of things he did would not have been the same way I would have done. Something, you know, he, I was just reading the other day in John, or maybe in today, in John chapter 2, where Jesus ran the money changers out of the temple. It's the first, his first appearance right now, I'm thinking, I wouldn't do that, but Jesus did. 
And then there are times when Jesus stood before Pilate and these other rulers and he didn't answer them a word. And I, I'm thinking, I wouldn't have done that. I'd have punched him in the face. Or, His ways are different than our ways. God's ways are different than our ways. And we, we need to recognize that. I, I tell you, if a person, I know I just keep beating this drum, but if a person just gets up every day and goes through the day and just does what comes natural, I think you're going to miss a lot of what God wants for you. We ought to be saying, God, show me your ways. We ought to, his ways are distinctive. His ways are to be desired. And as I said earlier, reading that passage, uh, it begins in the heart. It begins in the heart. Lord, I want your ways. For some people, that may seem like a very easy acknowledgement, a very easy step to make. But I promise you, for some, for some people, that is a huge, huge step to come to the place in their life to say, God, I'm tired of having my way. I want your way. I'm tired of living my way. I'm tired of running my life. I need you in my life. It's a big step. We ought to desire it. We ought to ask for it. And, and I, would, I would just really like to think that in some area of our life, in some place in our life tonight, that somebody would be to the place and say, you know, I'm, I am ready to really recognize that my ways are not God's ways, but I want God's ways. I want God's ways in my life. And the last thing is God's way will be revealed. He will show you the way. I assure you that tonight.